Jordy Nelson. Welcome to Green and Gold Forever. I'm Eric Drews, broadcasting from Appleton, Wisconsin, and we'll be joined shortly here by Matt McLean out in Altoona. And the Green Bay Packers got a big, fat piece of humble pie dished to them yesterday in Denver in what was to be an epic matchup between two 6-0 and teams. The Green Bay Packers definitely looked like the lesser of the two, getting beat by the Denver Broncos 29-10 to in a game that honestly wasn't quite that close. And Matt, I'm thankful that we don't do these shows immediately following the game. Uh, I was I was pretty PO'd about it yesterday, but um, my emotions have gone all over the place today trying to analyze this game and thinking about what I wanted to say about this game, and I still am not quite sure what happened yesterday. This was a very uncharacteristic of a Mike McCarthy team. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing that you you hope you can take some solace in is that this is so out of the ordinary that you it can happen to anybody. There there were so many negatives and so many things that we've kind of talked about, which were concerns, which all reared their head last night. Yeah. And so yeah, like you said, I'm glad we didn't do this after the show because I was I was furious and as. A, <laughs> You know, with watching games with me, I'm not usually the one that gets furious. That's no. you. I get just like <laughs> sad or depressed or just bummed out. But it, I was, I was mad after that game last night, especially how it ended. So, mm-hmm. um, but having some time to reflect on it, you kind of just hope it was an anomaly and this team is, is still pretty good and just hope that that doesn't happen again. Yeah. Well, we got to get tapped into that anger a little bit or otherwise this will be a really boring podcast and I, <laughs> cooler heads are prevailing today, but, I guess it is weird to hear that you were angry because I'm usually the lunatic who's mad when they give up a, a third and seven pass in the first quarter. You're much more reasoned than that. What was making you most mad yesterday right after the game? Ooh, I, I guess three main things, to be honest with you. One, the fact that Rodgers just would not even take a chance, and oh. I know that the coverage was good and the receivers were bad, but still to take sack after sack and just constantly hold on to the ball and throw for 77 yards, oh. like, damn it. Like I, I was so <laughs> mad when Brett Favre threw those picks back then, but this is a game where you have nothing going. You have to take a shot, and he was just okay just sitting on the ball mm-hmm. and letting the clock run out on a loss. And on yeah. top of that, too, yeah. uh, my second thing was the fact that they – decided a punt with seven minutes to go and oh. fourth down, which I absolutely don't understand. I know your odds of winning that are really small at that point, 
but still, I mean... You, Why are you, you there if you're going to punt in that point? You quit with plenty of time left. I mean, the Seahawks did it to us last year. I mean, you very well could have. You've got the best quarterback in the league. You at least got to take a chance at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the point of punting? You're going to lose anyways. Then at that point, you might. who cares if you lose by an extra touchdown? And uh, lastly, the, the Dom Capers defense. Just driving me absolutely up a wall. Mm-hmm. I mean, Clay, like you said in a text to me, looked like the only guy that showed up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm ready to go that far, but he definitely was the only guy who decided to make a play and just yeah. got gashed again by an offense, which was the worst in the NFL, I'm pretty sure, in a lot of st- statistics so far. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody thought they were that bad, but to just gouge our defense again. This is the exact type of game that the Packers have lost over the whole Mike McCarthy era. And it, it looked scary coming in and everything went wrong. Yeah, and I'll start with all of your points there. We've talked about it forever, and it's something we just have to accept with Aaron Rodgers, but I was so tired of him. That was as bad as it's been. Yeah, 77 yards on 22 attempts. That's terrible for a running back. (laughs) And to have who supposedly, you said the best quarterback in the game today, right now, and certainly things can change for the end of the season. Tom Brady's better than him right now. Tom Brady wouldn't have had that type of game. He is so careful. And this game that he had yesterday might cost me $100 because I want to buy the NFL Game Pass so I can watch the All-22 tape of this game because there's no way those receivers were that covered. I know that Denver supposedly played this great game in the secondary. They have a phenomenal defense. So I didn't expect him to go out there and light them up. But he played this poorly against Buffalo when he had a 34 quarterback rating last year. And he played horrible against Seattle in the NFC Championship game and in the opener against Seattle last year, too. So when he has this tight coverage and he has to throw in these tight windows, it just seems like he's unwilling to do it. And like you said, it was so maddening to watch Brett Favre go out there and throw 100 interceptions or or have a game where you thought you had a chance to win and he just threw it all away. But if the Packers quarterbacks are the group from Saving Private Ryan. Maybe Brett Favre is like the Vin Diesel character who takes too many chances and gets killed for it. Aaron Rodgers is up on the stairs, too afraid to do anything. And it drives... Throw an interception. And and I I know you're not supposed to throw it into coverage, but didn't Collinsworth get on him for one where he thought Adams was open and it looked like there was a linebacker sort of trailing the, the window that he was trying to throw into? What are you waiting for at that point? Dink, yeah, and, and I'm yeah. okay with Rodgers being as conservative as he is a lot of times. That's really a benefit, but when you're in a game like that, you're down three touchdowns. What is the point of not throwing it around a little bit, taking some chances, other than you don't want to give away some of those cool stats that everybody gets to read about <laughs> you all the time and that you haven't thrown picks in this many past attempts or yeah. however many games? Like, I don't know if that stuff actually matters to him. I'm sure it's more the just not wanting to turn the ball over, but in a situation like that, that makes no sense. Yeah, and I really want to rewatch this game to see if he had one of the justifications people were saying is that he likes to hold on to the ball because that's when all of his big plays happen because somebody breaks free. But when you're down 27 to 10 in the fourth quarter, you got to take something. You you can't just stand there and freeze. And that's why I really want to see this because I have a hard time believing that Randall Cobb and James Jones, guys who have been good for quite a while, Travis Benjamin had a 100-yard game against this defense. They're not unstoppable. So I, I don't oh, – it's just it's so frustrating, and I know the way he plays will bring us much more benefit than, you know, the detriment of that style, which we saw last night. But, man, it, it's – I swear that if he would have been on that 2005 team, they still would have been 4-12, and except Rodgers' final stat line would have been 
nine touchdowns and three picks, yeah. <laughs> they would have lost Probably. anyways. Yeah. And he would have been sacked 89 times. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and that punt was, yeah, the game was arguably over by then, but it just, this whole team just didn't seem ready to play. And to give up like that, it's, I know what they're probably trying to do, especially considering everybody got hurt again yesterday. Apparently playing football is just, well, that's across the league, but just injury after injury again. Maybe he was just trying to get out of there, but yeah. trying to punt there and, yeah, Dom's defense is uh, – I think they, they had some stat where this was the second straight game that they've given up over 500 yards of total offense, and that's happened multiple times in Dom Capers' era. Oh, yeah, era. sure. Yeah, and ugh, everybody sucked last night. Yeah, it, it was bad all around. I mean, there's not an area you can look at and say they played well other than Clay Matthews. Mm-hmm. And the secondary was bad. The run defense was bad. The offensive line was horrible. We couldn't run. We couldn't throw. The receivers couldn't get open. I mean, literally – Across the board, maybe the special teams, Mason Crosby had said that 55-yarder. Yeah. That was really the only bright spot of the whole game. And we complain about the officiating a lot, but it totally benefited them yesterday. That was the (laughs) – too bad it didn't end up paying off because that's the only time that's probably going to happen where the officials seemed to be calling everything, which was just bailing us out, and we still couldn't do anything. And we only got our only touchdown off of that too. Yeah, yeah, they could have got shut out if it wasn't for some of these ridiculously bad calls. So the Packers had 140 yards of total offense, 50 net passing yards when it's all said and done. They gave up 500 yards on the nose, 340 yards passing. And for as much as the – I haven't read a ton today. I was so busy at work. But the – I'm assuming the narrative is, hey, Peyton's not dead yet. But even – Yeah, I heard a little bit. I I didn't get a chance to read much, but I heard a little bit on the radio, and that was a lot of it. Yeah, and even so, I mean, it's – he certainly – he played well, but 21 to 29, 340, no touchdowns and a pick. Teams have been dying to play a Peyton Manning with that level of production, and usually that's enough to beat him throughout his career. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I think obviously this offense, if they can run like that, is probably not going to end up winning a championship the way they played last night against a, a bad defense like ours. But that defense looks really good, and I know, like you mentioned, we're we really got shut out by them. They, they've gotten beaten a little bit so far this year. It's not like they've been untouchable, but mm-hmm. if they they play that good, there's nobody that's going to beat that team. Yeah, and gosh, it it's the same Packer team, and that's not a bad thing. You know, I said something. I'm sure on Twitter I said something about how the season was over because I say that five times every yeah. game. But it's not over. But you have again, like has been most of the last five years, you have a hard time envisioning the Packers being able to beat Denver in the Super Bowl or a team like that. I think they have a chance against the Patriots, but I guess I don't know how good Cincinnati's defense is this year, but that would be tough. I really don't want another game against Seattle. You know, those are the kind of teams that are always going to give the Packers trouble, and we'll see what they do against Carolina. Um, Carolina's defense, I think, is good on paper, and they were good that one year, and so now everybody thinks they're good forever, kind of like the Bears effect. But... Uh, I don't know. You might have to get lucky with your matchups. And we've said that a lot on this show, that 2010, as, as much as they were they persevered over injuries and they had a very solid team with a really good defense, they got incredibly lucky with the matchups. And I think to win a championship this year, they're going to have to somehow avoid all of the really good teams because I don't think that if you have to design a playoff run that includes Seattle, then at Carolina, then against the Patriots or Broncos, that I like the Packers' chances in that case. 
Yeah, I agree. And I, I said it before this game, whether before the loss, even that I, this team just seems like a team that loses in the divisional round. Yeah. It, just because they'd been looking so average for a couple of weeks against teams with similar bills, but weren't nearly as good as Denver. Yeah. And and then we kind of see it happen when you actually play a good team. Yeah. Unless you see, you get magically get Minnesota coming to Lambeau in the divisional round, and you you get a couple of these other matchups that you like, or maybe you get a chance to see you yeah. know, some weird AFC team in the Super Bowl. I just at this point, I don't know how how they do it. And I know there's a ton of season to go. I, I felt the same way in 2010, halfway through the year, that they had no chance. But it, it just doesn't seem like they, they've got a great shot right now. And I think all the people that said relax when the Jordy injury uh, happened, I think, are maybe biting their tongue a little <laughs> bit right now because it looks like it's hurting a lot more than maybe we could have even thought. That was the worst part about their loss yesterday is I saw a bunch of stuff in my Facebook news feed telling people to relax. Oh, yeah, I saw that this morning. I already almost vomited like right on my phone it's like quit it everybody we've been yelling at people all year long to stop it and even last year yeah and it's just the, the go-to everybody has it's just like allow people to vent and be upset about it, a terrible game like just because you're the cool guy that says relax like everybody's like oh okay Yes, we can't ever criticize this team ever again because Aaron Rodgers has relaxed one time. That's how it feels, and quite frankly, there is zero point in following sports if after every win you're going to be like, well, you know, there's a lot of season left. And after yeah, every I loss, it, well, yeah, I mean, who cares then? You know, don't say a word until the end of the season. And I don't, I don't think the sky is falling, but it's certainly darker than it was at this time yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're not eliminated from the playoffs right now, no. but this team is not as good as maybe we thought after a couple of weeks into the year. And I think that's... That's not an opinion, that's a fact. Yeah, because they went from 6-0 and to an absolute stranglehold on their division to a loss next week being tied with Minnesota for the division lead and a game back of Carolina for home field advantage. Mm-hmm. I think if this game and the NFC Championship game last year and the game in Buffalo last year and some of the other games, like you know even stuff like New Orleans, it is crystal clear that if this team's going to have any chance of going to the Super Bowl, they have to have home field advantage. They're not going to do what they did in 2010. It was a fluke. They've never been anywhere close to as good on the road. E- even before in that season, that three-game stretch was insane, and they are, I'm glad they did it that one time, but they have never been that good on the road again, and sometimes against decent opponents have looked absolutely punchless. So they have to be at home, and then... Who do you who do you want coming to town? Because you said Minnesota, they're getting scarier every week. They could have they could beat this Packer team like San Francisco did in 2013 at Lambeau. And do you really want another shot at the Rams? I don't know if I do. Yeah, maybe uh, just hope for Atlanta or whoever comes out of the <laughs> NFC East. Yeah, yeah, we'll get uh, the the Cowboys or the. <laughs> you want the yeah, Giants? I, I, <laughs> I don't know about the Giants. I take the Giants or the Eagles. I think. Yeah. I don't know. If we if we lost three times to the Giants in the it's at Lambeau Field, they look bad now. But that's the kind of team that beats you in the playoffs. They look bad now, but they'll end up going eight and eight and winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we just got to keep going forward. So let's talk a little bit more in depth about each side of the ball and what do you think is wrong with this offense? I, I know we don't have the the all twenty two coaches film yet. I might have to yeah. go buy that package and watch it, but. What what is going on? What do you think the problem is? Is it that simple that they're trying to play the same game they had with Jordy Nelson, have guys beat their the the guy lined up a, a, a across from them, and they just can't do it and haven't adjusted? Yeah, I I mean I honestly I think there's blame to place everywhere, which is the easy answer. But I think you know the play calling is 
maybe Rodgers is still getting used to it. It looked pretty good after a couple of weeks, but obviously it's been a problem here a little bit lately. Um, I mean, you put blame on Rodgers for sure with that game especially. Uh, I think, you know, maybe the bigger issues are probably the the line hasn't been quite as good as it's been in the past. And I think, and what I'm most scared of it is we've talked about is this receiving core. I just don't think it's very good. Mm -hmm. I I don't think Cobb is a number one, and I think he's shown that so far this season. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in that game, I forget which game it was. He caught three touchdowns right away early in the year. Was oh, it Kansas City or? I think it was Kansas City. A lot of the kind of short screen stuff. Yeah, and it's not like he was beating people. It was just these stupid little, like, you know, bubble screen routes and stuff with blockers. And he hasn't been able to get open. Um, Devontae Adams looks horrible. Him and Rodgers haven't been on the same page all year, even before his injury. Mm-hmm. He comes back yesterday and his, his routes and everything just look off. And I, although James Jones has been a great surprise and I think he's a huge addition, he's not really a, a number two. He'll make some really great catches, but he's not going to beat a bunch of guys off the line. No. So I, I mean, you don't have a tight end with any punch. You got Janice and Aberdera seeing snaps. It's just, I think this is a huge problem. I think Jordy can bail you out in a lot of situations, and you could always throw it to the back shoulder, throw it up for him, and he'll make a play for you, or at least make an attempt at it. I don't think you have any of those guys right now. Mm-hmm. And it's going to really amplify kind of some of Rodgers' weaknesses because he doesn't have somebody to go to all the time. Yeah, and if he doesn't trust them, he's shown that he's not going to throw the ball. He won't throw it at all, right? Yeah, he'll have 22 attempts for 77 yards. Yeah, and Richard Rodgers has been an enormous disappointment this year. He, he I don't, I don't know. He he just can't seem to do much of anything. And the optimist would say that Devonte Adams was playing his first game in about a month, and he was coming off an injury, so we could give him some time. But but, but he looked that way before. It's just this weird thing. Like they've never ever practiced or ran routes together. Like he throws the back shoulder, and he's not expecting it. He throws opposite routes of whatever Devonte ends up running. It's just weird. It, it did. They didn't have this last year. It seemed like they had some connection going, and they lost everything over the off season. But even that connection was not very consistent either. It was in a couple of games. It was in a couple of big, high-profile games, so I think that's why everybody remembers it. And it was the same thing that we've said all the time, is that I like Devontae Adams, and he looks like a good athlete. He can do a slam dunk that is hard to do on NBA Live, and he was able to, you know, he's a freak athlete. But he had 480 yards last year. He wasn't the the kind of impact as a rookie that Jennings was in 06 or that James Jones was in 07. And I know Jordy was a late bloomer and that he didn't do much of anything until the 2010 playoffs. But to expect him to come in and get anywhere close to what Jordy... Jordy had three times as many receiving yards as he did last year. And I know there's only one ball to go around, but... Jared Boykin had a better year in 2013 from a production standpoint than Devontae Adams did last year. So I think even with his injury and stuff, it's too much to think that he's going to fix the offense. He hasn't shown enough to be given that kind of confidence. But just even the flashes he showed last year, and even on the regular games where he was only catching a couple of passes, he looks like he shouldn't even be on the field right now. Yeah. And that was before the injury, I'm saying, too. It's hard to judge a guy because you don't know where he's at health-wise. But he looks like he shouldn't even be on the field because he hasn't practiced with the team the whole year. Yeah. And I, I agree, he's a freak athlete. He'll probably turn it around and, and learn the offense better, but it just does not look right right now, and I'm not sure what the deal is. Yeah, and I don't know if he's going to fix it this year. I mean, he's still a young player. Now he's got an injury, uh, so we'll have to see on that. The running game is terrible, and again, yesterday you're so caught up in the worrying about the result of it that I don't. I'm not as critical as I really should be. But 
it seems like the entire time they've had Eddie Lacy that he just dominates on the first drive, and then they either willfully decide not to use him anymore, or his asthma kicks in, or something. He had a couple big runs on the first drive, and he only ended up with 11 carries, and I know they were down a lot, but I... I don't get this running game. It looks fine when it starts, and then all of a sudden they either stop using it or can't do anything for the rest of the game. Yeah, I'd be curious to see where they rank in rushing yards this year. It can't be very far from the bottom. Uh, let's see here. They are, wow, they're 12th in yards, 6th in yards per attempt. Wow, that is pretty shocking. It seems like everybody around the league, their their backs have been down this year, though. It's been kind of strange for that. Nobody runs anymore. That's why. Uh, yeah, you had a 52-49 that, to 49 game, and it's going to get worse. College football had a 70-53 to 53 game on Saturday. Well, if you just, like, I was just thinking about this yesterday. If you look at, like, say, if you're in a fantasy football league, take a look at your first round of your draft and see where those guys have been so far. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you got Le- Le'Veon Bell gets hurt. Eddie Lacy's done nothing. C.J. Anderson's done nothing until yesterday. It's like uh, Jamal Charles gets hurt. Like everybody who you would have taken high has not done anything, and you've got guys like Danny Woodhead that are like leading the league in points. <laughs> yeah, it's just been really, really strange. But I'm I'm shocked to hear they're 12. Yeah. But uh, I guess back to your point, it's kind of a hard game to really gauge the run game on, just because you were down and you kind of have to stop right away. But I mean, for the whole year, we've seen it not look very successful. Mm-hmm. They're 13th in attempts. I, I can't believe that over half of the league is running the ball less than the Packers are. That's, yeah, that's shocking. That, that's crazy. Oh, man, this is going to be like, oh, I don't want the NFL to become Big 12 football. I, I watched that Oklahoma State-Texas Tech game, and it was just, it wasn't even fun. You just knew they were going to score a touchdown on every drive. It was like as soon like as Saints-Giants, it, it's already here. Oh, I know, but I don't know. Do people like those kind of games where, like, if you throw an incomplete pass on third down, you lose? Like well, I, I remember when they were more, um, you know, they didn't they didn't happen quite as often. It was really fun to see one now and then. You know, you watch a Big Ten game and all of a sudden, holy cow, it's fifty to fifty. But uh, now when they happen so much, I I tend to not want to watch those games at all. I never watch Big Ten football. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Big I'll 12, just catch yeah. like the last minute of it just to see who wins. But I don't want to watch that either. That's not even really football to me. So no. that sounds like an old guy thing to say, but that's <laughs> not really what I want to watch. Well, it's it's. The reason for that, for me at least, that it's difficult to care about a lot of NBA games until the end because there's such a an ebb and flow of momentum. Where, granted, the Bucks haven't been able to do that this year, but a lot of times you'll tune in, in the second quarter and one team will be up 45 to 29, and then like, you oh, come they'll come back, they'll make a run, and they'll tie the game at some point. Yeah, exactly. It it always happens, and I know they're probably trying to manufacture it because people like it, but ugh, yeah. Although the Packers can't seem to do that. They make passing look like it was just invented the way they played yesterday. Yeah, and I mean, just on the whole, for that offense to do that is just embarrassing. I still can't believe it. 77 yards passing with mm-hmm. that team. I, I don't care what defense you're playing against. That just can't happen. Does this make you... Especially when you're slinging the ball around at the end trying to get caught up. How do you only have 77 yards? It just doesn't make any sense. It's not fair to say this. But games like that and games like Buffalo last year really make me second-guess the idea that Aaron's... Like, he's certainly one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but he's such Steve Young, where Steve Young was one of the most statistically prolific, efficient quarterbacks in NFL history, but that's because he played in a terrible division, 
he played in a four-team division, so he got two games against the other fifth-place teams of the other two divisions every year. So he's padding his stats against all these terrible teams, and then he goes to Dallas and gets his clock cleaned, or goes to Green Bay. And it, But the same thing probably was him, was like, man, Favre just, just has an answer for this San Francisco defense when they ignore the fact that in the you know 97 championship game, they had three points until they got a kick-return touchdown. Like, he's so similar to that. And I know it's not fair, but... You know, 55 passer rating in both of his NFC Championship games. He's a great, great player, but gosh, it's becoming increasingly difficult to even have a serious conversation that he's in the league of a guy like Tom Brady. Or quite frankly, to see old, decrepit, numb, neck-in-hands Peyton Manning play like that against what was supposedly an elite defense makes him look pretty well in comparison. Yeah, and I guess you can't say it's unfair. I, I definitely still think you can make an argument for him being the best. I hate after one game to do that, but it's it's not just one game. I mean, we've seen this time and time again. And he always puts up these huge numbers, like you said, against the Lions and the Vikings and the Bears, it seems like. And then when we really need it, it's always this kind of a similar stat line. Not to last night. That was way worse than it ever has been. But, yeah, it's, yeah, it's always kind of the same, you know, five sacks, throws for 230 yards, one touchdown and that's pretty much it. Doesn't really carry the team, so Yeah. And and that's the thing that's been so poor lately is I'm not asking him to go out there and play a great defense and light him up for six touchdowns. I'm not asking that. You gotta have more than seventy seven yards. You can't go to Buffalo with home field advantage on the line against a good defense and have a thirty four passer rating. Like these are not poor games. This is not going out to Buffalo and having an 80 passer rating or a, or a 77 or having a couple of picks and, you know, 270 yards passing. These are epically bad off of your normal um, production level. Yeah. You know, that that would be like... I'm trying, I don't know. I can't think of anything, but it's like you, you, you're playing one of the best pitchers in baseball. You don't expect your best hitter to go out there and go four for five, but you don't expect him to strike out five times either. Right. Yeah, that's true. And it's a it's a really interesting conversation and you know, it's especially in Wisconsin where your Packers quarterback is untouchable in terms of, you know, media criticize, criticism or anything like that. So um, you know, you, you'll never hear anything about this really if you listen to local radio or maybe a little bit more on the national scale, but it, it's interesting to kind of think about that and you know, think about all these games where this has happened and just these monster debacles in, in big situations and in times when you really need it, and then just absolute stinker of games like last night <laughs> yeah. when you can't have it. It it is kind of strange. Well, and that's the thing that frustrates me is is that the that he does seem kind of above criticism, and and he gets probably his fair share just because he's the quarterback. But as soon as you say, well, Rogers didn't play well yesterday, you have a people come. Well, what about the defense? Oh, nobody was open. It's like well. Brett Favre played against some of the greatest defenses with Corey friggin' Bradford and Bill Schrader and didn't throw 77 passing yards. Yeah. And, you know, well, yeah, the defense was bad yesterday. There's no doubt the defense was bad yesterday. What, were they going to win 10-9? to 9? Like, they didn't score at all. I mean, if they would have lost 29-24, yeah, have at it. Have at the defense. Have at the defense in the NFC Championship game because as, as poorly as Rodgers played for large parts of that game – he still got 22 points on the board, and he got him down the field when he needed to. So the defense gets much more criticism than he does in that game. But you scored 10, you had 14 first downs, and you had 50 net passing yards. And you're the MVP of the league, and people are saying you're the greatest player in football and one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. That's unacceptable. 
Yeah. Can't disagree. <laughs> All right. Speaking of, um, well, I, I don't know where I was going to take that. Uh, we already talked about the Saints-Giants. Um, what about the injuries yesterday? Steve Smith, one of our favorite players who we talked yeah. about for five minutes last week, is probably done forever, and that was really sad, and another slew of other star players. And, you know, I hope yeah, you Le'Veon like... Bell, Le'Veon Bell's out. That might completely eliminate Pittsburgh from contention. Yeah, it sucks Especially worse to be a Steeler fan. I mean, they're pretty much out now. Yeah, it sucks worse being a Steeler fan than it does for us. You know, at least we, we've had some injuries, but they've had Le'Veon Bell and Ben Roethlisberger for... What like one game? Yeah, because he was suspended, and then Roethlisberger like the got second hurt. Second week, I think week week three maybe they had him for a little bit together. Yeah, maybe and then not even a full game together. Yeah, because yeah, I think you're right because I think that was week three when Big Ben got hurt, and so about yeah, so about two halves. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're everywhere, so I guess you're lucky. I'll you take a loss and don't take a big injury. I suppose maybe that's the way to go. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's why they punted. So they're looking pretty yeah. smart now. But yeah, I, I I don't know, man. Yeah, you're still lucky. You're, you're six and one. You're still in pretty good shape. You're in the lead in the division. You're looking good for a first round bye. So you got to turn a, turn it around and hope that this isn't uh, what's going to be the case going forward. Rodgers won't throw for only seventy seven yards again the rest of the season. I guarantee you that. But yeah. this offense can't be that stagnant. Yeah, yeah. next week is big because. There's not a lot of roadblocks left on that Carolina Panthers schedule. And I don't necessarily think they're that good, but there's been worse teams that has gotten hot and got a 13-3 and record or got home field throughout the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the 1999 Rams, who I talk about all the time, didn't play a good team all year and got home field advantage with a 13-3 and record, and then when they needed to, they clamped down and beat three good teams and won the Super Bowl. So... Certainly it's not unprecedented, and they have the Colts tonight, which will be interesting. Then they have the Packers. Then they play at the Titans, home to the Redskins, at the Cowboys, at the Saints, home to the Falcons, at the Giants, at the Falcons, home to Tampa. They could easily go 13-3, and maybe even better. The, I know it's, it's early, but if the Packers are going to be – it's way too early to say that, but they really, really – have to win on Sunday. As close as a must-win game can be in week um, in, in week nine, that's what this one is. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm ready to go that far. I, I even if they lose, you've got to show some 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 better things than you showed against Denver. I, I guess I can maybe take a close loss if your offense looks better, your defense holds them a little bit. But I think you can bounce back with a second loss and still have a, a lot of NFC North teams to beat up on. I think you could still do it, but I, they can't look that bad or I'm going to start getting really scared. Yeah. Well, yeah, Carolina, so I'm looking at their stats right now. They're fourth in points scored, fifth in points allowed, but 22 in the yardage gained and 10th in yards allowed. And they haven't given up many. Their their passing defense is pretty good, but their rushing defense is awful. And their passing offense is awful, even though everybody wants to tell me Cam Newton's an MVP candidate. From a production standpoint, it's awful. So I I haven't seen many of their games. But it'd be interesting to see what happens tonight. Certainly as hot as they've been, maybe they're a little bit more fragile than the Packers. And so the the chance for a big-time backslide like we're starting to see from the Falcons is certainly in the cards. Yeah. All right. So weird week. Um I don't know. I, I don't really have anything else to say about yesterday other than maybe what we started with, that it was very uncharacteristic of a Mike McCarthy team to look that terrible. 
Rodgers has had some real stinkers against good defenses recently, but yeah, he's better than 77 yards passing and you know, maybe he's not the greatest quarterback of all time, but he certainly has I heard something really good on the radio that's a guy, a fan called in and said Aaron Rodgers probably isn't the greatest quarterback of all time just from the things that have happened, but he's still probably the most skilled, if that makes sense. And I I accepted that argument, so hopefully the most skilled quarterback of all time can find a way to turn it around and be more effective against good defenses. Okay, so was there anything else that caught your eye yesterday? There was a lot of kind of bad games again. No, let's get away from that week. (laughs) It was Yeah, it was pretty bad. I watched football all day, and it was just not only was the Packer game crappy, the whole slate of games was pretty bad. That that Giants Saints game was was uh like I said, Big Twelve football and Seattle almost lost to Matt Castle's Detroit or Dallas Cowboys Ugh. in a horrible afternoon game. So <laughs> that they forced Oakland us keeps to winning watch. and Charles Woodson keeps getting interceptions. I guess that's my biggest positive from yesterday. Yeah, Charles Woodson uh maybe a dark horse for defensive player of the year. That would be cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. He deserves it. Um so the World Series ended yesterday, so that means we'll have the end of the Tom Brenneman Troy Aikman tandem in the booth and um who got hurt yesterday for Seattle like he uh I can't remember he got stretched oh, off Oh yeah uh that Lockett uh Ricardo Lockett Yeah and so he's he seems like he's okay Did he return to the game Not I uh, know I don't think there's any way he did I didn't see that but I saw him get stretched off and put the thumbs up so I don't think they have another Lockett Okay so that's where I was confused cuz I thought for sure <laughs> that uh he I saw Lockett in the game, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, is that Ricardo Lockett? Yeah, they've got that rookie one who's doing the kick returns, but oh, then they've had another yeah. receiver for a while, I think. Yeah, that guy from Kansas State. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I forgot about that. So that's why I was very confused. But, um, yeah, when he was – it seems like he's going to be okay, I guess. Apparently he's got ligament damage in his neck and a disc issue. So that doesn't sound good, but – you know, something that you can recover from and have a normal life. Um, I just, Tom Brenneman is such a ham in the booth. He he was talking like he was narrating some World War II documentary when they were stretching him out. And I know it's a stupid moment to think of something like that, but uh, I don't know. It just seemed a little bit laying it on thick. Mm-hmm. All right, let's just make our picks this week. I th- This was a weird game. We talked about it all. I don't... We'll have to see what happens next week. If they are this bad next week, then, heck, we might talk for three hours. But um, we'll we'll wait and see as far as our assessment for what this means for the rest of the Packers season. Okay, now we switch to Thursday Night Football exclusively on the NFL Network, and uh, they're trying to draw us there with Cleveland at Cincinnati. Who you got? I'm really tempted to pick the Browns here, but I, I just can't do it. You just think maybe Cincinnati coming off a letdown. They didn't look very good. And the Browns, oh, the, they, those poor guys, they keep getting so close and just can't close a game out. Um, I kind of like them. I think they're a little bit better than their two and six record, but I gotta pick Cincinnati. Yeah, wasn't it a Thursday night football game in Cincinnati either last year or the year before that Dalton had the two quarterback rating? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen this time, so I'll take Cincinnati, another team that I'm not sure how good they are, but they're just going to keep winning, I think, because there's not a lot of people in front of them. They're 22nd in yards. They're 8th in points allowed. Just, I don't know, this is a weird season. Miami at Buffalo. Hmm. Oh, man. I Bills get Tyrod Taylor back, it sounds like. They might get Sammy Watkins back. They're at home. 
I, I still think they're maybe a little bit better than Miami is. I, I know they've had a dip lately, but I think Buffalo bounces back here. Um, yeah, I just don't know what to make of Miami these days. I think I'll, uh, yeah, I guess I'll take Buffalo as well. I think Miami had a two week high that came with a new crazy coach and now they're back left to their strategy and skill and they don't seem to have much of either of those. So mm-hmm. I'll take Buffalo. The Jags at the Jets. So apparently Ryan Fitzpatrick got hurt yesterday, so that's kind yeah. of poetic justice after he benefits from a whole bunch of other people getting <laughs> hurt throughout his career. Yeah, uh, now the former starter gets back in there, it sounds like. It sounds like Fitzpatrick's going to be out at least a, a couple of weeks here, so I think it's a Geno Smith game. Yeah, and he didn't play all that badly yesterday. No, I, th- I think he had a... The announcers were saying he made some really dumb mistakes, and I think people just like to pick on Geno Smith a lot. I don't think he's good, but people yeah. are pretty hard on him. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll take... The Jets, though, I think Gino can get the job done against a kind of a bad Jacksonville team. I think that defense is good enough to hold them up. Yeah, I'd be tempted to pick Jacksonville if this were in Jacksonville. Yeah, you know, because they have a tremendous home field advantage there. So, um, but I'll take <laughs> I'll take the Jets. St. Louis at Minnesota. One of the only times I actually hope that we get the Minnesota game sent to us after watching the round robin of Bears, Lions, and Vikings at noon on Fox the last three weeks. I'll t- yeah, this is a really yeah. hard one. This might be the toughest one to pick all week. Yeah, I I don't think Minnesota's very good. I just really don't. I, they haven't played anybody, it seems like. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Rams, that offense just can completely sputter sometimes. But Gurley looks so good. Tavon Austin had a good game. I, I'm just going to keep picking against Minnesota till they start losing, I think. I'll take the Rams. <laughs> Eventually it's got to happen, right? It's got to happen. They're not going to go 14-2. So. Yeah. Man, that defense is really good. This is going to be a low-scoring game. Um, I I think I'm going to do the opposite, and I'm going to pick the Vikings until that collapse starts. <laughs> you know, it's I don't think they're as good as their record either, but you know, there's not a lot of great teams, and their defense is good enough, and it's not like St. Louis is lighting people on fire on offense. So um, I'll go with Minnesota. Washington at the Patriots. Pass. Yes, agreed. Tennessee at New Orleans. Uh, I, I think I got to go Saints here. I could definitely see them losing this game, but Tennessee's been pretty bad since that week one, and in fact, really bad. So I think I'll take New Orleans. They're looking pretty good lately. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you there. Tennessee just doesn't seem to have much of anything going for them right now. Oakland at Pittsburgh, which could be a good game. Um, I can pick first here since you picked a bunch yeah. in a row, but I, I will take the Steelers here. The I think the Raiders are a good team, but it's I don't know they haven't done the greatest coming over to the East Coast and Pittsburgh looked Ben Roethlisberger looked pretty good yesterday and um, I think they can get it done at home. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna agree with you here. So it's a West Coast team coming over to the East Coast. It's in Pittsburgh. You get Roethlisberger back, who who didn't look so good yesterday, and is gonna be motivated to come back and make up for Le'Veon Bell being out. I think losing Le'Veon Bell is obviously a huge loss, but D'Angelo Williams, when he played this year, played decent enough that I think they could at least keep moving the ball on offense, so I think Pittsburgh gets a win here. Yeah, they're not completely out of options. The Giants at Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay, the team that we both thought might beat Atlanta, but we didn't have the guts to pick them. Um, yeah. I can pick first here again, yeah. I guess. Um, I'm pretty sure Tampa will lose. <laughs> it just seems like that's what happens when they're a team at their level where you have a big win over a, a team with a winning record and then you come home and then just get stomped. Yeah, but n- nobody seems to find a way to lose like the New York Giants do either. So <laughs> This is true. Uh, but I got I think I got to pick New York here as well. I, I think they're just a lot better. They just 
they're so weird. They're four and four. They probably should be like six and two. They just keep throwing away all these weird games, and I don't know. They're they're a hard team to gauge, but I think they're a lot better than Tampa. Yeah, I would agree. Atlanta at San Francisco. I am tremendously tempted to pick an upset, but the 49ers are just terrible, so I can't in good conscience pick them over anybody until they start winning. Yeah, I agree. That offense is the worst in the league, and their defense isn't even anything they can hang their hat on anymore. So yeah. I could definitely see it in San Francisco, but I just I think Atlanta's just so much more talented. If they put up 17 points, they're probably going to win. Yeah, probably. Yeah, right now they're 32nd in points, 32nd in yards for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. And they also, to help fix that, though, they have the 28th ranked defense. So, oh, great. Yeah, good things happening in San Francisco. <laughs> The Broncos at the Colts. So this is going to be, uh, I wish we could see tonight um, that weird thing happening with Andrew Luck and the NFL might go after him because apparently he's had broken ribs and they've not reported it. Yeah, I heard something about that. I love when things like this happen because the NFL has to be like, he's breaking the rules. They're not disclosing an injury. And the whole question is, well, why does that matter? And they say, well, it's the rules because the real answer is you're screwing up gambling, you jerks. But they can't admit that that's the real reason why the injury report exists. Yeah, and it's it's tough because you keep expecting this Colts turnaround to come, but even if it does tonight, I think you're going against this Broncos defense that is is really good and it seems like as bad of a matchup as it was for the Packers, it might be even worse for the for the Colts. Yeah. So I, I don't think I can pick Indianapolis regardless of what happens tonight. I'm picking the Broncos here. Um Yeah. I've I've decided this year and I've done much better on picks than I have in years past that I'm just gonna pick the team that I think is better, not try to overthink upsets and stuff like that. So I gotta take Denver, but doesn't this feel like, you know, Aaron Rodgers has 77 passing yards and Denver's defense gets talked up all week and then Andrew Luck goes out there and throws for 380 and four TDs j- yeah. just to kind of make – seems like all these things happen just to make us look bad. But Well, hey, I don't – I, I wouldn't mind if that happened. Maybe give Rodgers a little extra motivation. I mean, he got out basically by, by McCown and the Browns for what they did against that defense. So <laughs> if Luck true. comes out and just slices them apart, that would be kind of good. Yeah, so he'll be even more determined not to throw an interception and stay in the pocket yeah, for, you're right. <laughs> for years at a time. Yards in the next game. <laughs> yeah. Philadelphia at Dallas, which of course is on national TV. Thanks, NFL. Yeah, I'm going to pick against uh, the Cowboys, I think, until Romo gets back. I'll pick Philly here. I'm going to pick up the remote and watch something else during this game. Yeah. But I'll take Philadelphia as well. Dallas is completely hapless without Romo. I would think that the ratings are not so good for these games without a Without Romo, and they're every single week we have to watch these stupid games, yeah. and they're so bad. I would think at this point, like people aren't actually watching anymore. I I didn't want to watch that game. I was watching the Red Zone just to hope I could watch some of the, the other <laughs> Jets games. and Raiders. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand them stacking the schedule the way they have, and maybe it's new this year. I just wasn't paying close enough attention last year. But I always felt like there was at least four late games, and now they're basically yeah. forcing. That that late doubleheader it has become a de facto national TV game that everybody has to see. And it sucks because they've missed on almost every single one of those games this year. Mm. I mean, even the Packers in the one they had was against San Francisco, which was, I'm sure, a terrible game to anybody who wasn't a Packer fan. Right. The Bears at the Chargers on Monday Night Football. Oof. Yikes. I will take the... 
man, San Diego's another team that just can't find a way to win. Yeah, they're so weird. I can't believe they're two and six. Their offense has been rolling, but somehow they just can't put any games away. Yeah, I feel awful for Philip Rivers because I think he's having a really good season. And he is, yeah. He just he, he hasn't won in weeks. Mm, uh, I, I guess I'll just take the Chargers for no other reason than they're at home. Number yeah, one in yards right now for the Chargers on offense. Most passing yards. Philip Rivers, 18 touchdowns, seven picks, almost 3,000 yards passing, and they've Holy lost God. four straight. Wow. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the Chargers, too. I, I I would say, you know, throwing the records aside, they're a whole lot better than Chicago is. Yeah. But somehow, they just can't win ever. Yeah, and the Bears found a way to lose yesterday, too. That was really weird. Yeah. All right, and then the big one, the Packers at the Panthers. I've, uh, tonight is going to be the first time that I've attentively watched a whole Panthers game. I couldn't uh, get myself to watch all of the Panthers-Eagles game last week because it just wasn't an engaging enough game after a whole weekend of football. But, uh, you know, even though the Packers played terribly yesterday, I'm kind of excited to see a rare uh, interconference matchup. So I'll probably watch tonight. But what we know right now, I think... Man, it might be misplaced faith as much as what we said about, you know, our doubts about Rodgers and McCarthy and the way they don't seem to play that well against, you know, good defenses. I'm not quite convinced that Carolina's defense is all that good, and I think that they'll fix it because their season's in trouble if they don't play very well in Carolina, and I think they will. Yeah, and I I should have had the guts to pick the Broncos last week when I thought that they were going to lose, and I didn't because I thought that Rodgers could carry him over the top, and he did the exact opposite. But I agree. I don't think that the Carolina defense is as good as they're getting touted as. I think they've got a really good player in the middle um, and Keekly. I just I don't see Cam Newton and this offense moving the ball the way that Denver did, and even Denver didn't do it that great yesterday. They ran all over him, but the, the Panthers running back is Jonathan Stewart, who is, what, 31, 32 years old. Yeah. Their offensive line's not that good. Their receivers are are not good other than Greg Olson. And Cam Newton's not a very good passer. So I really like our matchup against that offense, and I think that we can gouge that defense a little bit. So I'm, I'm hesitant. It'll probably be in the 20s, a little bit more low scoring, but I think I like Green Bay here. Yeah, it'll, it'll I wish be. wish it was that home. <laughs> yeah. We get all the tough teams on the road. Yeah, and, and they're going to have to win some of them, or you're going to play nothing but tough teams on the road in the playoffs, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, this is kind of the gut check week, and it's very early, and as we said before, the the Panthers are certainly susceptible to a late-season collapse that would allow the Packers to get back into it. But I think the Packers might need this for their confidence. If they go down to Carolina and get smashed, then it's, you know, potentially with Minnesota playing at home against a team with a really bad offense, they could be tied for the division lead coming home from Carolina, and then all of a sudden, three weeks ago, you thought you were the cream of the crop in the conference, and now all of a sudden you're battling for your life to eat, get any home playoff games. So this, you know, if, if you're going to win the Super Bowl, you got to win a couple of these really tough games, and Minnesota coming up two weeks after that. So, yeah. gosh, the, I... I oh. I'm really excited for this game, actually. Like, it's it should be a really, really good game. And yeah. kind of different contrasting styles on offense. It it should be good. It's kind of fun that it's a noon game still, right? That hasn't been moved out of there, right? So no, it's still noon. Yeah, they were advertising it as such yesterday. I just can't wrap my head around how different this season could feel after three weeks. You know, they beat San Diego. They were six and zero. A lot of magazine outlets or magazine online outlets 
<laughs> but I was, paper stands. I was listening to Charlie on the radio, and he said the Packers are going to the top. <laughs> um, it just they were calling the division. It was over, and that the Packers are the best team in the NFC. And I believed it, and a lot of us believed it. And it could be two bad games, and now they're just one of several in the pack who are going to have to have some outside help to get some of these tiebreakers back. And it's certainly not over, but I'm, I'm trying to think of a season that would compare to that, um, where they just felt on top of the world and then all of a sudden gut punched and they're down in the dumps. I, I, I don't know, 2012 or I don't know if we've ever seen a season like that. Maybe 2004 when we were expecting the new defense to be awesome and they killed the Panthers in Carolina week one and then lost four straight. I guess I don't, I don't know. Um, it's, it'll be interesting. So we could have a, like a big sigh of relief as a podcast next week, or we could have the sky is falling podcast next week, but the Packers will determine which of those that is after next week. So, uh, that's all I got, I guess, Matt, or yeah, let's put this one in the books. Yeah. Let's never watch this game again. And, uh, well, I might have to, because I'm so curious to see if Aaron's just eating the ball or if his receivers are really that bad that I, I might have to, apparently there's a one week trial for that. Um, what's it called? The, NFL Game Pass. So yeah, I guess I hadn't heard of that. And that you can watch the the footage from the box on those ones, huh? Yeah, you can replay of all regular season games, and also you can watch any game since 2009 in HD on any device. And then you get the all 22 coaches film. It's called. So cool. you're able to see everybody. So that might be. I might have to give it a try. Although I have to set an alarm on my phone because otherwise I'll forget. Like I always do with free trials, and then I'll get charged like a hundred bucks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool to see though. Yeah. All right, so uh, we're going to wrap it up, put this game behind us. I'm sure the Packers are attempting to do the same and gear up for another big game next Sunday against the Carolina Panthers. So for Matt in Altoona, I am Eric Appleton. Thank you so much for joining us on Green and Gold Forever. If you want to provide your thoughts on some of the things we've spoke about in this podcast, there's actually comments now below the podcast on the Podbean page. Our full archives are there as well. Also, uh, like our Facebook page, Green and Gold Forever Podcast on Facebook, and uh, listen or watch me meltdown on Twitter during horrible losses at Green Gold Forever. So, uh, and also KZ Radio again. My uh, last plug: we're going to be at KZ Radio again next Friday. Check that out. So, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Take care, everyone.